0: Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. This week's episode is something that you have been asking for, and that is tips on how to finally break free from the diet cycle. This is something we have talked about in the past, but to be perfectly honest with you, it is something we are going to continue to talk about well into the future for a lot of reasons. First, because This takes time. We have been indoctrinated with diet culture. We have been told from a very, very young age what we should look like, what we shouldn't look like, what we should be eating, what we should not be eating, what is good, what is bad. A lot of that information is very contradictory. So we're confused and we will probably continue to be confused. And also because this takes work, like anything, rewiring how we view our bodies is going to take time and reevaluating and relearning how to treat our bodies, well, that's going to take a lot of time too, which is why this is a subject that will continue to come up here because I'm guessing this is a subject that continues to come up in your life, at least if you're anything like me. Because in full disclosure, it took me years to get out of that cycle. And I don't say that to scare you. I don't say that to paint a bleak picture of, you know, strap down, buckle in. This is going to be a long journey. But I also say that to say strap down and buckle in because this is going to be a long fucking journey. If you are committed to unlearning Everything that you have been taught for the past 20, 30, 40 years of your life, it is going to take time. We know that habits are not formed overnight. If it was that simple, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We would just simply decide, okay, I'm not going to treat my body like shit anymore. I'm going to learn how to be good to my body, and it would happen. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And so just like dieting takes work, so does Stopping dieting takes work and the, ridding yourself from those thoughts. Again, I'm just saying my truth. I don't say this to scare you. I say this to be fully honest and transparent with you. I do not think I am ever going to be free of the diet based thoughts. I like myself. Bigger than that, I respect myself, right? And again, it's taken me work to get to that point. But I am at a place right now in my body and in my life where I can honestly say I have never felt better and I have never treated myself better, which is amazing. But I still hear the bullshit. I still look in the mirror and go, oh my God, look at your cellulite. Look at your love handles. Look at your stomach. Look at your stretch marks. I still have the urge to weigh myself and see what that number is. I still have the internal dialogue of should I have this? Should I not be having this? Is this bad? Is this good? How many calories did I burn? I I still do all that shit. The difference is now is I know what thoughts to pay attention to and what thoughts to give power to. If you didn't listen to last week, go listen to it where we talk about thought work because believe me, it plays in largely here. I do not believe I'm ever going to get rid of those thoughts. And I think that is the case for a lot of people. And again, that's not scary. That, that that shouldn't scare us. That should empower us to realize when those thoughts come, we're not doing anything wrong. We're not being a dick, right? It's not like, oh my God, I, I can never love myself because I think I have cellulite. I can never love myself because I have to question whether or not I should eat something. No, no, no. It is understanding and realizing that our monkey mind – is going to be out of control. That's why I call it the monkey mind. Like we can only tame it to a certain point, but it's still going to monkey. It is still going to be a little wild and unstable. And that is okay. But rather than get caught up in its bullshit, we can step back. We can observe what is happening impartially, right? Be an anthropologist in our own lives, observe what is happening and remind ourselves okay, we don't do this anymore. I don't talk to myself like this anymore. I don't indulge those thoughts anymore. So, yes, there is cellulite on my legs, that is fine. (laughs) It does not negate the fact that I am a good person. It does not negate the fact that my legs are strong as hell. It does not negate the fact that my legs have carried me through 38, almost 39 years of my bullshit. Like all of those things can be true. And so back to the main point, all that to say, when I say breaking free of diet culture, it doesn't mean that there is not going to be left over parts of it in our lives, I think it is always going to be there. What I mean when I say breaking through three of diet culture is means no longer participating in its bullshit, no longer giving it power, no longer interacting with our bodies, physical and spiritual, the whole thing, you know, our whole being, no longer interacting with ourselves like we are projects that need to be molded and built and, you know, Whittled away into submission. Rather, we are going to view ourselves as whole beings—bodies and spirit, bodies and mind—beings that are worthy of love, being that beings that are worthy of respect, beings that were made in God's creation. And I say that hesitantly, but I also say that not giving a shit because that's my truth, and that's how I like to view myself. If if you know I am somebody who believes that God is real, if you are somebody that believes God is real, or whatever you want to call it, an entity, a being, a universe, if you believe in anything bigger than yourself, it is my belief, then you must also believe that that thing is inside of you, right? That thing is a part of you. That thing is a piece of you. And so if I am going to be in awe and amazement of this all-powerful entity, I need to be in awe and amazement of myself because I was made by that thing just like I believe you were made by that thing. And I'm going way off on a tangent. This is not on my notes. This is not what I anticipated speaking to you about, but this is important and we're going to go there anyway. That belief has been one of the beliefs, one of the cornerstone beliefs that has allowed me to drastically change the way I interact with my physical being. Way back in the first season, I think it was episode one or two, where we talk about the concept of the highest self. That is that belief to me. There is a Sanskrit phrase, you know, to catch you up or to remind you if you're not familiar or if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Heather? Like, where are we going with this? Anyway, A long, long time ago in another life, I was sitting in a class in my community college and taking a meditation class for just credits. I wasn't even interested in meditation at the time. But the teacher said a phrase, and she said it in Sanskrit. Something in my subconscious lit up like fireworks, like, oh, shit, that's important. Ask her about that one. And so I did. And she said, basically, it translates to, I bow to my highest self. I bow to the divinity within my highest self. I bow to the God within myself. Basically meaning if there is a higher power, which again, I don't believe that's an if, but if if we believe in a higher power, we must also believe that that thing is in ourselves. And so how can I be a good human, a good person, somebody who is being respectful of the miracle that is me being here, the miracle that is you being here, right? Because that's a pretty fucking cool cosmic event that allows all of us to be here right now. It, it is amazing when we think about it. That's a whole other podcast we could geek out on. But anyway, if I am going to be appreciative of the fact, that means I need to be appreciative of my physical being. I need to treat my meat suit, (laughs) for lack of a better term, with fucking respect. Because while I am a soul having a human experience, my human experience is dictating my soul's experience, right? My body is the driver of that soul. And so how can I be respectful to my spiritual being if I'm treating my physical being like shit. It does not work that way. How I treat my body is also how I treat my mind. How you treat your body is also how you treat your mind. And so putting this on a very basic level for those of you who, you know, maybe don't have the same beliefs that I do, which, cool. Like, fucking cool. I think it's amazing that we can all believe different things, right? But this still applies. It still applies because our perception is going to be based off how we treat our physical being. And so reminding ourselves of that and reframing the interactions we have with our physical self and putting them in context of our spiritual and or mental self, whatever you feel more aligned to with, whatever, you know, feels better to you to identify with, having that reminder Again, drastically, like drastically, allowed me to change the relationship with my physical self, how I treated my physical self, how I respected my physical self, what I, you know, the things I would and would not put into my physical self. All of that tied directly back to me coming to the realization that being here is a gift. Being here, being alive, having air in my lungs is a gift. It is my job to honor that gift, and I believe that is true for all human beings. It is a miracle that all of us are here. It is a miracle that you are here right now. It is a beautiful gift that we are given every single day to wake up with air in our lungs and to have an opportunity to continue to live the lives that we were given. What a blessing. How can we honor that blessing? Well, we honor that blessing by being really good to our physical beings by taking the best possible care that we can of our physical beings because our physical beings are how we move through this world. They are how we experience this world. And so the better I can take of my body, the better you, the better care you can take of your body, that means you're going to have a better experience. But Don't get it twisted, friends. I am not prescribing that taking good care of your body means not having any fun, never eating any carbs, never having any gluten, never having any chocolate, never having any wine. We do not do that shit here. No, no, no. It does not mean that. It means showing respect in all ways. Okay, that was nine minutes that I did not intend having in this podcast. But you know, I sat down to record this and I set the intention, please God speak through me. Let me say whatever needs to be said. And that's what came out of my mouth. So you know what? We are going to roll with it. But let's get back to a more practical, maybe (laughs) application to how to break three of the diet cycle. But another disclosure, I promise this one won't include a tangent, but it's important. It is really important to say That wanting to lose weight is not wrong, right? Wanting to lose weight is not wrong. That is something the other side of diet culture, anti-diet culture, has taught us. It has made us feel bad for wanting to change our physical bodies, for wanting to have a different experience in our physical bodies, which is how I like to view weight loss now at this place. It is not about losing weight. Rather, it is about changing our experience in our physical bodies. And who am I to say that your wanting, your desire to change your experience in your physical bodies is a bad thing? I could never say that. I am not in your physical body. Like, I have no right, no claim over what you do or do not do with your being. And so if you feel intuitively that you would have a better experience if you were to change something about your physical being, be that gaining more muscle, losing, you know, shedding some fat, getting stronger, having a better, you know, cardiac system, anything, anything. If you feel that your physical experience, which is directly tied to your mental, your spiritual, your life experience, would be better if you were able to change something about your physical being. That is okay. That does not make you a bad person. It means you are a human who was aware of how you are showing up in your life. And so I want to remove the stigma around weight loss. It's not a bad thing. It is not a dirty thing. Of course, it can be because the next thing we're going to talk about, the why, the why behind it can make weight loss a really fucking horrible thing. We all know that. But if we're approaching something From the perception of, I want to change the way I interact with my physical being because I want to be better to my physical being. I want to be kinder to my body. I want to have a better relationship with the home, my body, this home that I was given. That is okay. You are allowed to do that. Only you can know what is right for you. But what is very important in that conversation, something that we need to talk about is understanding the why. The why. It's not the how that we need to worry about. The how a weight loss, y'all, that shit's easy. We've made it really, really, really hard. Losing weight, when you break it down to what that takes, what that entails to lose weight, it is really fucking easy. And yeah, I will I will stay firmly on that hill. I will build a house on that hill. I will plant a flag on that hill. Losing weight practically in breaking it down to just the steps it would take, these are simple things. It is how we approach it that makes it so difficult. Again, it is our perception of it that makes it so difficult. It is the story we are telling ourselves that makes it so entirely difficult. And it is because we lack a true understanding of why. We want to lose the weight that makes it so incredibly difficult. As soon as you become aware that you want to change something about your physical body, you need to ask yourself, why? Why do I want to make this change? And here's the thing. The first answer that comes to you is rarely the real answer. It's the surface answer. And it's valid. And it's important that you know that, but it's not good enough. <laughs> you cannot stop your questioning there. You need to continue to question until you feel it. And when I say until you feel it, you will know when you get there. Your body will signal you, yes, this is why. And so if you say, I want to lose weight, well, why is that? Well, I want to feel more confident. Okay. Okay. Why do you want to feel more confident? Well, when I walk into the room, I feel like everybody's looking at me. I feel like everybody's judging me. Well, why do you feel that way? Go, go, go until you get somewhere. And this is another rabbit hole that we could crawl down and we can make this podcast four hours long, but we're not going to do that today. (laughs) I really told myself I want to stick to like 25, 30 minutes tops, so we're not going to do that today. But you need to know your why. Your why cannot be – well, actually, okay. I'm going to stop that. I'm not going to edit that out. I was going to say your why cannot be because I want to look better in a swimsuit because guess what? That's valid too. I will be the first to admit that is valid as fuck. That is one of the things that I have on my goal list of the reasons why I work out, why I eat certain ways because I want to look a certain way. I want to feel good. Like that is – totally valid, right? But it cannot stop there. And so if you're getting an answer around a physical thing, like I want to look good in a swimsuit, I want to look good on vacation, I want to look good at my wedding dress, I want to look good at my friend's wedding, whatever, okay, that's valid. But understand that surface and it's not going to get you that far. And so this would be a case that would be applicable if you were a destination type goal. You want to look good on that vacation, you want to look good at that wedding. You can apply weight loss principles And achieve that pretty damn easily. But here's the thing, something that we've all experienced many, many times before. We don't keep those results. We never keep those results because they're surface. They're not for us. We don't give a shit. We're losing weight to look good for other people in those situations. We are losing weight because we're more concerned about other people's perception of us than our perception of us. But Where we can change that, where we can flip that is recognizing, you know, I really don't give a shit how I look on vacation. I give a shit how I feel. I want to feel fucking good on vacation. I want to feel confident. I want to feel amazing in my skin. I want to feel like I am at home in my body no matter what I am wearing. That, friends, that is something you can work with. And so Again, your body, your business. I will never, ever tell anybody who says, I want to lose 10 pounds before I go to Bermuda or to the Bahamas, to wherever. I will never say that's bad. I probably would have a couple of years ago because I was, so far, I was so far into diet culture. And then the pendulum, of course, had to swing onto the other end of diet culture. Little did I know I was still actually fucking steeped in it. That's a whole other conversation. But anyway, like – You know, now I'm right back in the middle with basically your body, your business. You do you, boo. You want to lose that weight before you go somewhere? Go for it. But it is my responsibility as a friend, and especially if we're working together in a coaching-type relationship, you're not going to keep that. You're not going to keep that unless it's tied to something bigger, unless it's tied to how you feel in your body, what your experience is in your body. And so that is something that I Can work with. That is something that will allow you to have incredible realizations around what you're really after. And when you find your why, well, the how basically will lay itself out on a silver platter. This is a lot of the work that I do in my coaching practice. And whenever I have the honor or privilege to work with anybody, it is uncovering the whys because it can be hard to do. It's hard to facilitate this questioning. With ourselves again, when we've been conditioned to keep it so surface and to keep it so just, I need to lose weight because I need to see a number on a scale, which is is where we're going, you know, pretty soon. But I understand that, you know, and so okay, I encourage you if this is something you struggle with, if you're if you have been trying to rechange, relearn rather your relationship with your body to show up for your body in different ways. If you're well aware that the process that you have been using is not getting you the results that you are are hoping to keep and hoping to achieve, reach out to me. This is literally what I do. We We can make some magic together. If you're committed to doing this work by yourself, I encourage you to do it on paper. Do not try to talk yourself through this process. Sit down. Give yourself some time. Tell your kids to fuck off. Yeah, I just said that. (laughs) I don't feel bad about it. Take the time you need. Give yourself the space you need and just ask yourself why and let yourself write without judgment. Let whatever needs to come out, come out. And believe me, if you keep reminding yourself that you're safe, you're not judging your answers, you are doing this because you love yourself and you are going to show up for yourself, you will get somewhere. You absolutely will get somewhere. And then from there, continue to ask yourself, how do you want to feel? What do you want to feel like in your body? Nobody wants to treat themselves like shit. You know, in the beginning of this episode, I went all freaking hippie, meta, you know, bathed myself in crystals, <laughs> selenite under my bed, rose quartz on my heart. I went full on woo-woo. But – that is applicable because it goes to into how do you want to feel in your body. And so when I say I respect myself because I'm a spiritual being, I am a being made by God and I believe you are the same. I cannot stress that enough. We do not treat ourselves like shit, right? Like we do not treat ourselves like shit the same way I would never go to my child who is a hundred percent made in God's creation. They are just walking miracles. Like I it's sick how perfect these beings that I made are. And I'm sure you feel exactly the same about your children. I would never say to them, You can't have any cake. Oh, my God. There's gluten in that. That is made with trans fat. The horror. Like, fuck no. Fuck right off with that. I would never do that to my child, that perfect little being. I would never say, no, no, no. You cannot have that cheeseburger that you just absolutely love that makes you do a little happy dance in your seat, which, for the record, that's not my kids who loves cheeseburgers like that. It's me. (laughs) You know, I would never deprive them of that. I would never say, no more caramels for you. No more dogs dark chocolate, sea salt, caramels for you because they have sugar in them and they have carbs in them and that's empty calories. That's not nutrition your body needs. I would never fucking do that. So guess what? I don't do that to myself either because I want to feel good in my body and that means joy because food is joy. Food is comfort. Food is fast an easy dopamine, right? Which is all of those things are why food can fuck us up so much because that's what most things, you know, uh, that are so beautiful can do. Like too much of a good thing is going to be too much of a good thing. It's why it's so challenging to evaluate our relationship with food because the things that we love with food are often the things that can hurt us, you know, and where isn't that true, right? The people we love the most are usually the people we are, we can be the worst to. And the people we love the most, they know the most about us. So they can hurt us the most. And so it's that trust, like, I'm going to support you. You are going to support me. We can do that with food, right? We can cultivate that with any relationship we want to have it with and remind ourselves that we're in control. We are in control of what we put in our bodies. And so if I want something because I love it and I enjoy it, It can stop there. It doesn't need to be or turn into, I feel guilty. I didn't earn this. I need to burn this. No, no. I don't treat myself like that. I treat myself with respect. That is my hope for you. Whenever I work with somebody, that is our goal. That is our goal. Everybody comes to me for different reasons, right? Everybody has a different purpose. Everybody has a different why. Everybody has a different relationship with their body. And everybody has a different desired outcome. But here's the thing out of everybody I've worked with, they boil down to one very, very simple truth. They want to feel good in their body. They want to respect their body. And they want to love the relationship they have with their body, right? Understanding that no relationship is perfect all the time. No relationship is without flaws. No relationship is without work. But it's being willing to put in that work, being willing to show up for ourselves, being willing to show ourselves kindness, being willing to show ourselves grace, reminding ourselves we do that with literally everybody else we love in our lives. We have to be willing to do that with ourselves. God, how many tangents am I going to go off on this episode? I think that was like three or four, (laughs) but it's important. And so knowing how I want to feel, being very cognizant of the fact that deprivation is never how I want to feel. And you never want to feel like that either. And I have already a follow-up coming to this episode. We're going to talk about more next week in more practical terms. But I'm going to give you a little insight to that. I'm going to talk to you a lot about bullshit calling next week. And so, again, both things can be true. I can view myself as something I love and respect and as a divine being. And I'm also going to call my bullshit. I am also going to be painfully aware of my bullshit. I am also going to look myself in the mirror and own where I am fucking up my life. Because that is what? That ownership of that shit is what allows me to stay back in a place of don't do that to yourself. You're better than this. These two things work directly together. And of course, we cannot have an episode about leaving, breaking free from the diet cycle without talking about detaching ourselves from numbers. Because as long as we are judging our progress and our worth by a number on the scale or the size of our genes, we are not loving ourselves. We are being a dick to ourselves. And that is another hill I will build a house on and just live there. I will move in there and you will never take me out of that house. If I am gauging my self-worth, Off of numbers, I am losing myself every time. If you are gauging your self-worth off of how much you weigh, you're being a dick to yourself. Stop it. There is no reason. Yes, I said no reason. There is no reason to know your weight. None. There is literally none. And this applies to all of us. All of us. Because those numbers are just going to trick us into feeling a sense of pride over something we shouldn't feel pride over. You've heard, if you've been here a while, you've probably heard me make the joke about, you know, we will get the stomach flu, shit our pants for a weekend, and feel thrilled that we lost five pounds. Like, shitting our pants is something we should be proud of. Um, Fuck no. That's fucking horrible. And I'll also fully say, I've been that person before who's had the stomach flu and been basically shitting my pants, and then get on the scale. I'm like, oh, wow, look at me. I lost five pounds. What a little joy. Like, ah, oh, God, I feel so bad for that girl. Versus the other side of that, maybe we had a weekend away with our girlfriends or our spouse or Ourselves, where we allowed ourselves to just live and to enjoy and to indulge and to be present and to eat things that we have deemed off limits for years. And then we get home and we weigh ourselves and oh my God, we gained all this weight. We're such fat losers. Oh my God. No, 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 no. We had a beautiful experience and now we've let those numbers Fuck off that beautiful experience. Am I yelling at you? I am. (laughs) Because I said what I said. Knowing your weight is not going to help you ever. And people will press back on me and be like, well... You know, it helps me gauge if something is working. How can I not know if something is working or not? Like, you know how you feel. If you, in, in this, and I'm in a space, and I'm guessing because you're here, you're in this space too. We want to be tuned into our intuition. We want to be tuned into our intuition. We want to be tuned into our inner knowing. How the fuck are you ever going to be tuned in to your inner knowing when you don't even believe how you feel? When you need to stand on a scale to tell you how you feel? There is a correlation there, friends. You will never be able to know if your intuition is guiding you in the wrong place when you are not able to wake up in the morning and simply decide what kind of day you're having until you step on the scale. I call bullshit on that. Hard stop. There is no reason for anybody to know how much they weigh. Am I saying that knowing what you weigh is always bad 100% of the time? No. No but there's so much work that needs to happen for us to get to that place like years years and years and years of work need to happen to allow us to feel completely indifferent with that number and again i know this from my own personal experience i stayed off the scale for four fucking years and it was amazing it was absolutely amazing and then i weighed myself a couple weeks ago i don't honestly i don't even know why in There was a message from the universe there. I don't want to tell you my numbers. But one of the numbers I saw was a very affirming fucking number that I needed to see at that moment of time. But again, I don't want to tell you my numbers because I know that can be very triggering for some people. And truthfully, it's triggering for myself because then I start attaching work and validation to it. Like, ooh, look at me. This is, no, no, no. We don't fucking do that shit here. But it also reminded me that I can't get on the scale for another four years because shortly after that slip, seeing it, It started to bring up feelings and thoughts and questions I haven't had in four years, right? You know, like it's just not worth it. It's not worth it ever. We can gauge our progress versus, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we can gauge our progress off of how we feel. We can gauge our progress off of how we are treating ourselves. We can gauge our progress off of how we are talking to ourselves. We can gauge our progress by how we are showing up for ourselves. Those numbers will lie to you. And when they're not lying to you, they're still going to fuck with you. There is no reason to keep them in our lives. I'm going to wrap up this episode now because next week we are going to continue the conversation, but with actions, with applicable, actionable things we can do to get ourselves out of the chain of the diet cycle. And so I hate to leave you kind of on a cliffhanger, but don't view it that way. Use this time between now and next week to do some self-reflecting, to ask yourself, what do I want? How do I want to treat my body? What do I believe about my body? What do I believe about my spiritual self? What do I believe about my non-physical self? What stories am I telling myself? Am I keeping myself stuck by those stories? Are the stories I am telling myself about my past and my future, are they working in my favor? Use this time to do some self-reflection. And again, if that's new to you, if it's uncomfortable to you, if you've done this and you still find yourself stuck in the same cycle, hit me up. It's literally what I do. <laughs> I will help you through it. We can do so much over the course of an hour. So give yourself that gift. Invest in yourself. Allow yourself to have a different process, which will give you a different outcome. You are deserve it. You you are deserve it. You deserve it. You are worth it. And more than that, you are capable of it. You are capable of it. It is simply believing yourself to be capable of it. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I would be honored if you would share it with your social media, share it with your friends, tag me in it. I love to see it. It it makes my day and it helps this podcast get seen. And if you haven't already, please take just a second to rate and review this podcast. Hit that five-star button, leave a quick review if you feel called, I would be Very appreciative of both, and I will see you back next week.